Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. But not on me, baby. And no, I ain't taking no loss. Yeah, I got heat, baby. No, I don't know nothing about those. No, I don't sleep, baby. You know, ain't guessing me. Yeah, I'm on E, baby. Got all design on me. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Hard, JC producing, Sam the one and twos, broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. Your number to participate is 736-9760, or you can follow me or get at me at Twitter, at Sports Grind. All right, you follow T- uh, Harge, at Hardball Harge as well, too. Damn, nailed it. There you go. All right, 736-9760. This next segment, first segment of the second hour, is going to be presented by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker that can find you the cheapest rate out of there for home, renters, life insurance as well because he represents over 40 different carriers. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That's Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um, all right, so we're waiting to uh, to get uh, with Goose. Uh, so while we're waiting to get him on the line, we've got some interaction with Twitter and uh, we're streaming live. Don't forget, we're streaming live now. They finally twisted my arm to get me up to 2021 speed and out of the 90s. And then we're streaming live here. So we got some comments on Facebook. But what we got on Twitter first, Jonas? What's, what's out in Twitter world? What we got? Sports Opinion 210 says, uh, if McCarthy can't get the Cowboys back where they belong and Peyton can't fix Winston over in New Orleans, uh, let's get Sean back in Dallas. I've heard this rumor for like the last eight years. I mean, with, with Sean, he's got a house in Dallas, and you know he was on the staff with the. I, Sean has all the control he wants. Him and Mickey Loomis in in New Orleans. It sounds good, but um, no, it won't be Sean Payton. I'm not gonna say never because I mean there that Drew Brees factor gone is that tie's gone. So I'm not gonna say. And we know Jerry. Jerry said it will anything to do a Super Bowl. Hey, he's trying to I be mean, hell. He's putting Jimmy in the ring already. He probably think, man, I'm probably cursed. Just put him in. Put his ass in. I'm probably cursed. So he's willing to do anything. So I wouldn't say no way, but I wouldn't hold your breath on that. What else we got? Anybody else on Twitter? Yeah, we got uh, ex-Cowboy fan Rich. Okay. Um, says when the pandemic started, experts said two types of people will be pretty much good athletes and soldiers. The pushback from athletes not taking the vaccine will, will not stop. And I love the show. And, of course, we look at the vaccine situation from the soldier standpoint. And the Pentagon said the other day that in September, all soldiers will have to be vaccinated. Well, again, I'm staying consistent. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good at either way, whatever you want to do. I get that most people are picking a side on this. Um, I'm not going to try to be on no high horse in that. I mean, I think there's other fa- there's a lot of factors that's factoring the reason why we're spiking again. I don't think it's just because of non-vaccinated people, but... Um, this is like, like I said, man, we're, it's just, it's, it's our karma, man. America, we just got to come home to roost. You know, it's just the way it is and we got to get through it, man. We've been divided on everything else, but we got to get through it. Um, but anyway, um, we had something else. We got goose ready. Is he ready? He's going to be ready here. Okay. We have Proctor checking out on Facebook book says, what's up guys. Love the new show. 
uh, setup finally streaming out there. Yeah, okay. And then we got, uh, we'll get to. Then we had uh, Shannon checking uh-huh. in with you hard. She says, uh, Saints just got signed Brett Maher, your favorite former <laughs> cowboy kicker. Awful. That's funny. Awful. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny. Yeah, I guess you had some tough, tough times with that kicker then. Right. I did. I did. Okay. And, and I used to call him John Mayer all the time because he was playing some sad, slow song for me every time he missed a kick. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Well, right now uh, we're going to be joined by Rich, uh, Rick Goslin. Okay. He covered the NFL for 49 years. Um, he's also of the Talk of Fame Network uh, for Sports Illustrated. How you doing this afternoon, Goose? I'm doing spectacular. How about you guys? Doing all right. Doing all right, man. You know, Harge and I um, – Kind of got it. I won't say a heated debate, but we had some, and it's always this way around after the Hall of Fame, the inductees coming in the ceremonies. But we had got into a discussion because with me, you know, I'm an NFL guy. I love the NFL. Um, you know, I'm 44 years old, so I'm coming from the era of, you know, I wasn't old enough to see Jim Brown, but I was, I was old enough to see Walter Payton, the Barry Sanders. Things like that. And the and the topic that came up with Edron James, because I felt, I said, look, I've got a lot of respect for Edron James, uh, how he conducted himself on the field, you know, never really stayed out of trouble. But I had a hard time really, you know, ex- I won't say accepting him or looking at him as a Hall of Famer. And I know with you, a, a lot of respect to you because you have a vote, but explain to me how – how Edron James, I mean, how does he really stack up there if I'm thinking of Hall of Famers such as Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, guys like that? Well, explain to me what your issue is with him. Well, good question, Goose. Um, <laughs> I, I feel, well, the first couple years he jumped on the scene. I mean, I think he's one of the only few, few backs, I think, to have like three or four consecutive seasons, maybe from like a 1,000-some yards from scrimmage or receiving. And that yeah. I just don't – I don't look at it. I don't know – I mean, the career wasn't that short. I just don't have him in the same category – of those guys a name. And let me just elaborate too also goose to that. I think it's because me and maybe it's not fair, but I don't want the NFL to get to a point to where it's kind of uh, maybe using the word watered down is too harsh, but it's to the fact that a lot of guys are getting in that maybe don't stack at certain positions as their peers at the end. Maybe that's it. That's the best answer I can give to you with that. Yeah, a lot of people thought that Drew Pearson and Cliff Harris were borderline. You consider them borderline? Uh well, it took it took Drew Pearson a long time. I feel like he politicked for it for a long time. I'm down here in this region in San Antonio, close to Dallas. I feel like he really politicked. Not saying he deserved because I think he was the last player on that all decade team or whatever center team that wasn't in the Hall of Fame yet. So that right there would be justified. Borderline, but I'll tell you one thing, Goose. I mean, when I look okay. at you know even with Calvin Johnson, which is fine, short career, youngest. But when I look at there and I look at Fanica going in, and I look at the guy that's presenting him to go in and Heinz Ward, and I'm a big Heinz Ward guy. If I'm looking and he's not in yet, I mean, I know Lynn Swan and these guys waited forever, but that's kind of where I'm at. So I don't know. I won't say technically he's borderline. Speaking of him, okay. I don't. I'm of the belief there are. First ballot Hall of Famers, and there are Hall of Famers. Right. Every running back in the Hall of Fame isn't Jim Brown. Every quarterback in the Hall of Fame isn't Johnny Unitas. Hmm. Every running back in the Hall of Fame isn't Walter Payton or, or Gail Sayers. That doesn't mean no one else gets in. You'd only have 20 people in the Hall of Fame. 
Good point. So you're, you're getting the lesser degrees. Um, Edgerin James came in, led league in rushing as a rookie. The second season was a great receiver out of the backfield. He could have made it in this league as a wide receiver. Uh, one of the most versatile backs, great teammate. Uh, I had in, in when he had twelve hundred some twelve thousand some yards. I had no problem with Edgerin's games getting in. Now, is he Walter, Walter Payton? No. Is he Barry Sanders? No. But he was a key element on a team that won, that, that went to playoffs a number of consecutive years and, and helped make Peyton Manning what he was. Having Edgerin James in the backfield slows down your pass rush a little bit, and that helped Manning. But I, I had no I, – I believe Edgerin James is a Hall of Famer, and I think going forward it's going to be tough for running backs to get in hmm. uh, mm-hmm. because the way the game has changed. I think Adrian Peterson will probably be the next guy to go in. And I'm not sure who's done in the in the pipeline after that. The game's changed. It's a passing game now. We went from the, the, the NFL being a running league in the, in the 60s and 70s, started throwing the ball in the 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010 decades. It's been all pass. And it's going to be very tough for running backs to get in going forward. I'm not sure Frank Gore gets in. Frank Gore, wow. after the season, could rank third all time. You know, when I, when I first got on the Hall of Fame board back in 1988, I was talking to one of the senior voters and about what a Hall of Famer is. He said, ask yourself, is this, is this player one of the two or three best at his position during his era? I don't think you can say that about Frank Gore. I think you can say it about Edwin James. Frank Gore never won a rushing title, and I never considered him Walter Payton or Barry Sanders. You know, there's a word that, that we use, compiler. Hmm. And there are a lot of people that compile great numbers. But does that make them a Hall of Fame because you played 15 years and, and, and compiled these consistent numbers? Does that make you a Hall of Famer? You know, hmm. I, I think I, I like to think of my Hall of Famers as being dynamic. What's the dynamic element of your game? And I thought Edgar James had that dynamic element. I don't think Frank Gore does. Okay. Well, it's it's interesting that you say that because – We've talked about this and we've had this discussion here over the last couple of weeks. And to Calvin's point, whenever the Hall of Fame is announced and everybody goes through it, you start trying to figure out, okay, what's next? What's next? Well, next year's class kind of features some interesting names. Obviously, Tony Romo being one as Dallas Cowboy fan. But another name is Devin Hester. And yesterday's conversation between Calvin and I is, if Devin Hester is someone that's going to go in, why, like you said, first ballot, then it needs to be someone like Eric Metcalf, who is just as dynamic, who he ended up breaking Metcalf's records for returns. And Eric Metcalf is someone that I believe that you've been writing some articles about, Goose, and trying mm-hmm. to figure out why he's not in there. Yeah, this, this group doesn't acknowledge special teams. It took forever to get Ray Guy in the first pure punter. Hmm. There were only two pure kickers in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Steve Tasker has been, been on the belt, been in the room, and they won't. He's maybe the most dynamic special teams player in history. He can't get a, a sniff. Billy White shoes Johnson. Don't talk about returners. The guy was named to the 75th and 100th anniversary teams, and he's the only guy on those two teams that's not in already, and he's never even been discussed. So I, I see the push that people want to make for Devin Hester, and I do think he was special. First ballot, I don't see any way possible he's first ballot because this group doesn't acknowledge special teams players. I think what we should really figure out what to do with Billy Johnson before we get to Devin Hester, and, and there's been no movement to 
uh, address the failure of us to, to discuss Billy Johnson. Devin Hester, I, I think, will be among the finalists. It's going to be a, an interesting class because I think you could have at least a third of the class as wide receivers. Mm-hmm. you got three first ballot guys, Anquan Bolden, Steve Smith, Andre Johnson. you got Reggie Wayne and Torrey Holt. That's five. If you want to put Heinz Ward in there, that's six. Six wide receivers to the 15. And that's you very well could have that. And then Devin Hester, and that's that's you know a, a seventh guy. You know where where are your defensive players? It's already about a two-one split, offensive to defense in the whole thing. Defensive players tend to get slighted. It looks like they're going to get slighted again this year. But I don't. I think this is a cleanup year. I don't know that there is a first ballot Hall of Famer in this group. Possibly Demarcus Ware, but this group didn't. Um, Put Jared Allen in. He he didn't make the second cut, and he is you know he's up there with 130 some stats like sacks like uh, Demarcus Ware. So I'm not sure there is a first ballot guy. This may be a year where where you look at a, a Richard Seymour, um, a Leroy Butler, people that have been finalists for the last several years that just haven't been able to finish line. This this could be a cleanup year. You know, we had three first ballot guys last year. I'm not sure there'll be any this year. Let me, let me ask you this, Rick. Take me in the mind because you've had a vote. You've been covering NFL for now a long time. You have a Hall of Fame vote. And you, we were talking, keep bringing up first-time ballots. Is there – when you go and you look at this, and I know you can't speak for everybody that's in the panel as a vote, but just speaking of yourself, is there certain guys that you feel every year that you've got so many you vote for that it's important that there's certain guys that you feel like, you know, they've got to be a first-time ballot? Because it is different from being a first-time ballot – than a guy that's maybe waiting on their eighth year, twelfth year of eligibility. Is that is that something that's important to you when you're evaluating those people eligible, those people that are still on that list to say, hey, this guy, I know this guy's been waiting, but I've got to I've got to sleep at night and give this guy because this guy really deserves to go as a first time ballot. I think we put in way, way, way too many first first time Hall of Famers, and not deservedly so. Hmm. I mean, Jason Taylor, first ballot. He's on the same plateau as Reggie White? I don't think so. Brian Urlacher, the fourth best middle linebacker in franchise history, first ballot? I don't think so. I thought Charles Woodson could have waited. Dick mm. Nitrain Lane is my all-time corner. He waited four years. Mm. Mike Haynes is as pure a corner as, as you'll ever see, who played for Raiders Patriots. He waited three years. You tell me Charles Woodson is ahead of those two guys? If I'm picking a team right now, Charles Woodson's my third pick uh, out of those two. Uh, I, I thought Peyton Manning was a first ballot guy, and deservedly so. But I, I think the first ballot guys are few and far between. I, I think there are probably no more than 20 or 30 in the history of football. And yet we're in such a hurry to enshrine these guys. And what happens is a lot of great players slide or never get in the room because of that. I'm on the senior committee. I was working on my list today. I got 106 names right now on my senior list that I think guys that had careers that are worthy of Hall of Fame discussion. And we're, we get to put a one a year. I got 58 all-decade guys in the senior pool, and 53 have never even had their careers discussed. If you're picked as one of the best players of your era, you deserve to have a discussion of where you fit, the context, where you fit, in the history of football, and so many guys have never had that. Too many great players. There are too many Hall of Fame players in the senior pool that will never get that gold jacket because of the process. And part of the problem is we keep bringing these guys back. I was in a meeting in Canton about 10 years ago with Dan Rooney, 
And I was talking about this issue. And he said, what's the problem? I said, Dan, I said, you're part of the problem. The Steelers had Lynn Swan and John Stallworth on, on the ballot for 12 consecutive years. That's 24 other people we could not talk about as we hashed through Swan and Stallworth. So when you get these guys, the art monks that are on there for eight or nine years, and Harry Carson's nine and ten years, that's nine or ten people we couldn't talk about. Too many great players slide through without ever being discussed. And I think part of the problem is the rush to put all these first ballot guys in. And then you have a guy like Alan, Alan Sonic keeps sliding. He's an offensive lineman, no stats. Those guys slide. We, we're so infatuated now with the stats, with the passing numbers and the sack numbers, the receiving numbers, that we give those guys like a leg up over players without the stats. The, the, well, in a lot of cases, the safeties and middle linebackers. Hey, I, I appreciate it. I mean, I hate that we're up against We're up against it, Rick, but this ain't going to be the last time hopefully we get a chance to talk to you, man. I can talk to you. I got a lot still left to the bank, but I'm pretty sure we'll hear from you again throughout the course of the season. But I want to say <laughs> thank you for taking your time to talk to us this afternoon, Rick. My pleasure. I got a lot to say, too. All right, I hear that. I know. I love All it, right, Goose. Goose. Miss you, buddy. All right, man. <laughs> All right. Thanks, okay, man. All right. Oh, Rick Gosling. Huh? Yeah, Rick, I tell you, man, he's he's a, that's the first time me interacted with him. I've heard of him before. He's a stickler, man. But I, there's some good things. I'll, I'll elaborate on what I kind of agreed to what he was saying when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, JC producing, Sam Spin the 1 and 2, 736 9760. Um, yeah, we'll be back. This is going to be a little bit short, seven because we kind of ran over with Goose. But Goose, I can tell we definitely going to have to talk to him again because Goose, Goose enjoys the platform, and I can tell he can, he can go on very detailed in every answer. But you know, the one thing he said, Harge, in that, that I kind of agreed, and, and I hadn't really heard somebody that actually has a Hall of Fame vote, vote take this angle. But I agree with them because I, I remember on these airways, I had a pro- I did have a problem with Brian Erlacher going in in his first time. Jason Taylor was uh, some people to this day believe that Bill Belichick is the read. So Bill Bill wrote a letter to I guess some of the committee or whatever. A lot of people to this day rumor has it that people think Bill Belichick has a lot to do Jason Taylor being a first time ballot. But I see him working on that. I mean, I the thing that he said that I like is I I never thought about it that way, but it's kind of saying what I've been trying to say about watered down and stuff. There is some guys that's went first team that's like first ballot. Like, hey, you know, I don't I don't know. You know, I don't know about that. But that's always going to be a debate. But that's that's kind of – he had some good – he had some good interesting. But I can tell he's a stickler for his vote. You ain't getting his easy. You Yeah, because you don't have – there you and go. And the thing about it is he is one of those guys that he's he believes in his art and his craft because he's been around the game for so long and he's seen the players that we haven't seen. Right. You know, you mentioned some names. I mean, he's been covering it for 50 years. Right. You know, he started, like he said, he got his vote in 88. So he's been seeing all of the growth and the change of the game. Like he said, think about it. This is a passing league now. Yeah. You're going to yeah. have more quarterbacks go in than running backs yeah. because of the way that things are going. And And I do appreciate the fact that you got to be one of the top players ever to be a first ballot player. Right. It's kind of like I always, I don't know if you 
listened to me before, it's absurd that Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't a unanimous oh, vote for. Yes, thank you. Hard. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I love I mean, love you sit there Ken. and you look at there and you like, he is the best player in the game. Clean. Best Clean swing I've ever seen. The best swing I've ever seen in my eyes, in my lifetime. I had right. posters Most of beautiful. Ken. Oh my! Well, I always say that. Like I understand, people had that jinx. You know, he left Seattle, went back to the Reds. His dad, when he went back to the Reds, that's when the injuries start happening. I still say this: if he doesn't battle injuries, he's he's the home. I believe he's the home run king. At the time that either Barry had to pass whatever, the Ken just had that that bad juju after leaving yeah. Seattle to go with Cincinnati. That the injuries just just started piling up. But the sweet, the sweetest, smoothest swing I've ever seen in my forty four years of life. You know, oh, Ken sure. was the man. Ken sure. was the man. Was but yeah, yeah, Goose, you could also tell Goose is like, you know, that's when you when you're dealing with a guy that has a vote, you know, like the way I just say, hey, you know, I'm not feeling Edrin. Why? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, like he's like you walk in the room, that lets me know in the room, you just can't have a vote and come in and say, you know what, man, this guy, I don't know what it is, man, but I don't I don't know. People gonna look at well, what what are you talking about? Why? Well, this is why you like so that lets me know right there. I was like, hey, Goose, that's the best that's the best reply I can give you, bro. Like, I, I don't know. It's just that what like, yeah, but you know, that's a good point. Like not everybody's Walter. Not everybody going to be Jim Brown. I just don't want to get it to the point where it's just getting watered down. It's just like, hey, this guy, you know, but what you yeah. got, Jones? I, I think the approach and, and it was adequately said by Jerry Jones when he was talking about how Tex Schramm told him about the Cowboys ring of honor. Mm-hmm. He said, make sure that they do something beyond just the game too. they, they got to be a legend yeah. to get up there. Yeah. And that's why Don Meredith's in there. He's a legend. Hmm. Dandy Don. Bring it back to you. <laughs> All right, UT, I got to get to my second point of the day on this. I'm just setting Harge up, man. I'm giving him reps what this is going to be like in a few weeks, man, when we get Big 12 action and what's going on. But this is my other point that I want to point out, say, un- unless it's a national title, until we fix this problem, we can't say UT's back yet. 736-976, you listen to the Sports Crime. We'll be back. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. Don't forget to check out their website at hazelskyonline.com. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Brewster's Backyard Ice House, home of the free popcorn seven days a week, and also their home of the 275, you call it happy hour every day, Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. That is Brewster's Backyard Ice House, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so, um, all right, definitely want to talk about this, okay? Um, because does Quinn Ewers ring a bell to anybody down here? We all know in this room, we're all high intelligence sports IQ. I know Harge knows, and I know everybody knows about the guy named Quinn Ewers. Okay, listen, if you don't know, you've heard that high school called South Lake Carroll. 
This guy's won like three titles there, something like that, two, three state titles there. He was the number one recruit uh, in the country in 2021, this past year. He's just signed his first uh, the NIL deal, okay? He signed an endorsement deal based off of a water-based, I think it's a uh, beverage company, a Texas beverage company that signed him to an endorsement deal. Well, he just, this is after he announced he's graduating early to enter the University of Ohio State early to enter their spring program this year, okay? The reason why I'm bringing this up because it really, this is a kid that is the number one recruit in the country, played at South Lake Carroll, Okay, and he slips through the hands of the University of Texas to go, no disrespect to Jonas, but to go live in Ohio and to go play with the Buckeyes. This is my point. Like, I keep asking this question, what does Sark really have to fix? I get it. I understand why this kid right now at this time would not choose the University of Texas to play. I'm not stupid. I understand that. But again, this is the point. This cannot happen. If Texas cannot be officially back, you're not going to get every recruit. You're not going to get every kid that plays football in Texas that's a five-star recruit to go to the University of Texas. I get that. But when I'm talking about everybody and their mom, I mean, this guy's his coming up is getting compared to. I mean, he was he was followed as much as Trevor Lawrence was from his high school and going on the 707s, the Miss, and getting recruited. But these are the ones you can't you can't lose out on at the University of Texas. You cannot let the kid like this that plays that position, okay, that has had some patchwork here and there at the University of Texas since Vince Young, playing at South Lake Carroll, winning titles. This is a guy, and this is why I say, until you win a national title, but this has to come first before that, you got to win these battles. It's not AM, not TCU, not Baylor. Texas has to keep a kid like this that is the number one recruit at the quarterback position that played at South Lake Carroll in the state of Texas. You are 100% correct on he has to stay in the state of Texas. That is why Texas went to make the change at head coach because there's some stuff that happened behind the scenes during his recruitment that steered him away from Texas. And I'm sure that you've heard stories about the previous regime and some of the things that happened behind the scenes Mm -hmm. at Texas when Mm -hmm. it comes to the former coach and what was going on. Mm -hmm. So I digress with that part. The other part is that is why Texas has decided to make the move to the SEC, because most of the times the kids that Texas has been losing is to go play in the Big Ten or go play in the SEC because they feel those are the better conferences to get them to the next level. As we've talked about before, times have changed and people have caught up. People have done different things to make themselves on the same playing field. If you're not playing for championships in this day and age with the kids Hmm. and and the way that they are being recruited now, That's all they see, and all they see is NFL. And, Cal, you and I know since we were little kids, our dream was to be in the NFL. We Mm. have wanted to be in the NFL, play in the Major League Soccer, play in the MLB. 
if I can't achieve those goals by going to said school, I want to try to go do it here. But you get pushed behind and get pushed behind and keep getting pushed behind. So the University of Texas has done everything in their quote unquote power to make the right changes, to change the way the look of the school. And I know Jonas has sent me some that said that Texas is like in the top five overrated programs, which is probably true. But as I told him, Texas makes it hard for kids to get into their school. Their acceptance is not easy. Hmm. It's 31 percent, 31 percent acceptance. Some schools are getting in at 82 percent acceptance. It's, you just can't come to Texas just because you want to come there. You got to qualify to right. be at the University of Texas, too. Hmm. So some of these other schools are letting kids in and I'll send you all the list later on so we can talk about it. But these numbers are, are, are crazy. But to your point, you're right. I mean, the, I'm glad you pointed that out because that has been the story. The Brockemeyer twins, they're playing for Alabama. Hmm. They're right. And their dad played at UT. Their brother may be the starting linebacker for the University of Texas. Hmm. And they are playing for for Alabama. You know why? Because Alabama puts offensive linemen into the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Well, I don't mind those two kids going over there to play. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, but no, but this and this is comes on because I saw this last night. I was like, wait a minute, man. I've heard about this kid. Like, what? He's going to Ohio State and he's graduating early. And that's another part of this story. But I know we're focused on Texas. But again, it's starting these kids since this NIL stuff. Hey, man, I don't need to go to my senior year. I got this. Let me just go there early so I can get paid and work out. This is again, it's slowly but surely it's here. The farm system is legitly about to come, and then we're going to talk about in about four or five years, six years from now, we're going to talk about how is this affecting our high school game? Because now we've got these top kids that don't want to play their senior year because at first it was the bowl. Like, I ain't playing that bowl game to because I don't want to get hurt before the NFL. Now it's kids like, oh, I got my credits. They already want me, and I can get paid. I mean, this is a water-based company, and they deal with, like, mental health and everything, so it's a good endorsement for this kid. But they're like, hey, I know you're from Texas. I know you're not going to Texas. You're going to hire, but we still want to pay you money. You know, right. so it's going to change the game in general. Now, this comes off the heels that there's rumors floating around the last few weeks that somebody's nephew or cousin or whatever by the last name Manning's been spotted up at UT campus. And this kid has already got highlights on ESPN because the name on the back of his, but he's, I've seen some of his highlights. He ain't a statue like Eli Payton. This is a dual threat to become with this brain, but I'm hearing that Sark might've had him at campus and everything. Probably, he probably knew the deal. He probably knew the deal for the SEC was going to happen before it happened. You know, let's just say this. I got a chance to see him. Up close and personal during the regional oh, okay. of uh, of the baseball I hear tournament, I hear and uh, he's he's a good looking dude. Man. I hear it. Seven thirty six. Nine seven six. You listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Today's show was presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. Make sure you visit their website at hazelskyonline.com. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zing. Two words are very key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zing. They also offer different type of flavor mixes now with margarita mix, pina colada as well also, or you can just add your favorite alcohol. That's Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
All right, before we get to Sam's phone call, you got to make it quick, Sam, because we're up in the last segment. But um, tonight, you know, a couple other things. Um, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again since they activated him off the puff lifts. I'm kind of worried about uh, Mr. Barkley for the Giants, Saquon Barkley. Jonas had a nerve to already call the kid a bust already. But um, I'm like, oh. wow. Hey, I, exactly. I, I mean, I understand availability and all that kind of stuff, but I'm concerned. I got reasons. Okay, I got you. Um, I'm concerned because usually when you got guys at rehab and rehab, usually when you talk to them like, hey, man, I'm ready to go. It feels fine. Everything fine. Like, listen how Dak talks. But Saquon for the month, like, well, I don't know. You know, this and this. And the judge said, I'm kind of concerned about him. I mean, I think it's very pressure. He's got to make 16 or 17 weeks this year with the extra game. So that's well, going the thing on. about it is, mm-hmm. though, but you got to remember this, too. As an athlete, you continue to say that you're ready because you want to be on the field. True. I, I'm actually liking the way that he's saying, like, hold up, okay. man. I want to make sure that I'm there because we all say we're ready to go until we're not. Hmm, good point. You know what I'm good, saying? Good point. That's, that's another way to look at it. Um, I guess the thing called what they call Hard Knocks debuts tonight. I mean – Yep, you got oh, Cowboys. You saying that's knocks. what they call it? Is, is that, that what, what you're saying? That's how you call it well, because the Cowboys are on it now? I, I'll flip through channels. I'll, I'll probably stop by <laughs> and just to see. I mean, it's a show, but I'm just thinking like, man, is there like third time on here? I mean, they, they got to a point where they had to beg teams to actually come on there, but you know Jerry ain't going to shy down from anyway, but we'll see well, how it goes. We'll see how it goes. This episode supposedly is going to be about Dak's shoulder where they talked about where it all started happening. So hey, now he's a story, man. He, I mean, yeah. he is the story. He's the franchise. HBO. So, so no doubt about that. So I might take a gander. Speaking of HBO, Sam, I'm not Jonas. I'm not going to ruin it for him. But uh, the other day I made my goal, finished the Sopranos. And now I can remember, even though I wasn't into the show back then, I can remember. And I know now why there was controversy on the ending. I just don't get it. I don't want to root it for Jonas, but I'm just telling you, it was like I felt like Ralphie in the Dakota that came in the Christmas story. Like, don't drink your Ovaltine. Like, I waited for this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, what the hell? But I, I'm not going to, because Jonas Tato, don't tell me. But I sped through it and said, man, we're about to kick this pigskin. I've got to get it, but I'm very disappointed. Man, I'm, the biggest takeaway here is I think it was. God, what was it, early last month that you said you were going to try to get through the Sopranos by the Hall of Fame game? And you made you basically missed it by four days. Yeah. I'm still yeah. amazed. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. I mean, That's that was just only because my significant other's into it, and plus I have no other life. There's nothing really going on the sports. <laughs> There's things going on. I don't get out much. That's the thing. Do we have time for Sam, or are we up against it? We got time for We got to make it quick, Sam. Sam, you on the sports grind. You're on Ticket 760. What's up, man? Hey, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, real quick here, the trade that the Spurs did with Patty Mills and DeRozan, and I forget who else, was that because they were actually using them as leverage to get better players, or are they already on their way out and they want to build uh, the team back up? But I'll, I'll let you uh, elaborate on that. Thanks. All right. Well, Patty left in free agency. There was no trade right. with him. Uh, the only trade they did sign and trade was with DeMar, and that was really what they got back. Sam broke that down. I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, I just feel like they got what they could get. They were going to lose the guys anyway. Um, I know there was – I don't know who had it, but I know Pop was asked something about a reporter, and that's kind of going out – you talk about quick uh, cryptic tweets and saying he had asked something. They said, hey, you ready? Get ready for the Spurs season. He said something like, do you know what Sonanara means? And people taking that in, like, yo, is that it? Is that going on? But you know, that could mean anything. That's the day and time we're in. But I don't um, want to ruin it for Jonas since the Sopranos is 35 <laughs> years old. But uh, 
That was that cryptic tweet at the end of the Sopranos. That's the cryptic tweet right there. <laughs> oh, it's giving me a hard time. Like, was, y'all late like to the party. When, I was like 10 when <laughs> yeah, Sopranos Yeah, maybe Jonas has an excuse. I don't have it. I was just like, hey, man, it wasn't me. Entourage, I was there every Sunday after Sunday night. Right. I had to get that. Right. Sopranos, right. it was like, I, you know, I hate I slept on it because it was pretty good. But I was like, man, don't forget to drink your old team. What's up, Joe? What'd you say? I was just saying, speaking of great TV, tonight you have your uh, Summer League Spurs back in action. Jonas is going to make sure we cover. I know Jonas writes for Project Spurs. He's going to make sure we pay attention to the Summer League for the first time on this show. But I get you. Your boy Trey Jones balled yes. out last night. I think he's ready to go, man. I mean, like, to me, when you say that, I feel like this roster is a Summer League team. I mean, I, it's like either, either way it's going to go. Yeah, like, they're going to be in summer here. They're going to be summer where they start. But it just depends. But uh, we'll check out. We'll see what the Hard Knocks has for tonight. We'll see what other kind of news. Anything on the diamond real quick? I know we haven't. I've been Yankees yesterday was a crazy game with the Royals. Lasted like 12. They couldn't put them away, but they were victorious. Anything that caught your eye on the diamond yesterday? No, not, a, not really. Nothing too okay. exciting except for the fact that the Mets still keep trying to figure out a way to try to man grasp for air they're they're using a snorkel right now he said a snorkel yeah <laughs> they, they are drowning man they just they're just taking l's on top of l's but um no tomorrow we'll get more in. i mean we're tomorrow's wednesday so we're a day away from the official week one of the preseason i know dallas kicked it off in the hall of fame game with the steelers but you'll have a slate of games on Thursday, and there'll be storylines. I don't, you know, and again, with an extra week added to the season, I think you're going to see a little bit of load management of NBA takeover into the NFL in these preseasons. Um, with it only being three, I mean, Dallas is going to get four, but they cut a preseason game. So a lot of starters, unless there's quarterback battles, I don't think you're going to see them too much in week one, probably more like in week two. Probably what the you biggest got. news down here in Texas, Deshaun, even though Deshaun Watson's at practice, it's looking like he's not joining the, the team on the flight to Green Bay. Yeah, I just don't understand the whole thing. Showing up not at practice, like don't take any risk of getting hurt. That's still an you interesting situation. You don't want to get fined, bro. That's I'm true. Here, so I don't get 50, fined. 50 G's a day. That's a wrap, man. Special thanks to Mike Harge, Jonas Clark, producer, Sam Spinning One and Twos, myself, Calvin, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up at Tyler, people up at Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button before you were off the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. Get running this fall at Dunkin' with $2 medium iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. Try any of Dunkin's delicious iced coffee, like their signature original blend. Or treat yourself to mocha, caramel, or the fall favorite, pumpkin. Always freshly brewed, made just the way you like it. Make time for happy hour and enjoy a $2 medium iced coffee from 2 to 6 p.m. Washington, D.C. runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.